Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Dr. Deepika Chopra. My passion, calling, and job is really all about blending together holistic practices with real evidence-based science to help people around the world cultivate more optimism, success, and resiliency. You won't want to miss this new podcast as you'll get to hear from elite athletes, recording artists, couples, and maybe even my toddler. So if you're into arming yourself with some new practical happiness tools, join me on Mondays for your morning optimism dose. Oh, and don't forget, things are looking up. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. So as 2020 comes to a close, we thought it would be a good and useful idea, also cathartic, to discuss the best and most important lessons I've learned this year since I have learned so much. I'm going to try to not make this as wordy as possible because we all know I can get a little bit wordy, but I haven't really done a solo episode in a long time. And I thought this would be a really good time for me to have some reflection. And like I said, just release a little bit and have it be a little bit cathartic. But I took some notes, so I'm a little bit organized, but I wanted to just go off the cuff. So this year has been an immense learning year for all of us. It's given us a lot of time to think, to think about who we want to be after this, who we are during this, how our reaction has been to this. Do we feel proud of our reaction to this? How are we going to get through this with the least amount of harm possible to ourselves and our family? What makes us whole when so much is taken away from us? What are the things that we can find within ourselves and within the walls of our home to make us complete. And one of the things that has, as silly or cliche as it sounds, but has immensely changed how I face each moment of my life is meditation. Know that everybody is pushing this down people's throats, right? But it is because it is 
true. Meditation is so powerful. I did a meditation course, a mindfulness-based stress reduction therapy course, which I've mentioned before at Insight when I was pregnant. And it was a really intense introduction to meditation. We meditated for 45 minutes our first time. And so for me, it was really overwhelming. I thought, oh my God, I have to meditate for 45 minutes and do a whole body scan every single day. Like, how am I going to do that every single day? Even though like when you look at it big picture, like 45 minutes is not that much time to just be alone in your own thoughts. So like you should just do it, but still it really wasn't very practical and isn't very practical. And I don't really have the attention span for that. So I got a little bit turned off by meditation because I thought it was just too much work. Recently about, I don't know, I guess it was six months ago, I decided I really wanted to try getting back into it to do little short ones because so many people were telling me that you don't have to do 45 minutes. Wow, imagine that. So I downloaded Calm and I started with their 30-day introduction, which really just gets you settled on where you feel the most relaxed? Is it by paying attention to your breath? Is it by paying attention to the way your belly moves? Is it by paying attention to the way the air touches your body? You are just figuring out what really works for you in order to maintain stillness and to maintain focus on what it is you're doing. And I have just started to really work that mindfulness muscle. And so when I am in a really good moment or something exciting is happening, or I see something beautiful, or I've reached a certain goal, there's like this muscle that is, has been worked out for my meditation that is like, enjoy this, soak this up, like live this moment. And it's working and it does that. And so it's been really amazing for me to like really stay focused and present in all the good moments. And then even through like the bad moments to be like, this is only a moment, like it will pass. Try not to be too reactionary. It's another thing that I've learned. Like when someone speaks to really listen and not immediately react the way that you think like your gut is telling you to react and your brain is telling you to react to try to like soak things in and think about them and be more thoughtful before you respond to something. So meditation really works all of these different aspects of our brain and it is just truly amazing. And I can't recommend it more. And I know there are so many different resources. Calm is what I've used. There's Headspace and lots of different things, but even just start with like this 30 day introduction where it's not super overwhelming. Like right now, I think I get up to maybe 15 minutes a day. This episode of With Wit is brought to you by Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming is actually free with your Amazon Prime membership. Right now, you can claim over 30 plus games that are yours to keep forever. Anything from retro and indie gems to the biggest titles. You can also claim exclusive in-game offers for popular titles across PC, console, and mobile, including Roblox, League of Legends, Assassin's Creed, Star Wars Squadrons, Fall Guys, Ultimate Knockout, and Destiny 2 with new offers released each week. Ooh, Timmy's going to be so excited about this. And if you're a Twitch fan, you'll love the chance to support your favorite streamer with a free monthly twitch.tv channel subscription. 
To learn more about this month's free offers with Prime Gaming, head over to gaming.amazon.com. The offer ends January 2nd, 2021. Again, to learn more about this month's free offers with Prime Gaming, head over to gaming.amazon.com. So the second big thing I learned, which is actually huge, (laughs) really huge, and I I mentioned it a little bit on my YouTube, and I haven't really talked about it here, but I figured that I didn't want to make like a huge thing out of it. Like, whoa, announcement. I wanted to just talk casually about it. I do think it's important to talk about. I do think it's important to normalize. But anyways, what I'm talking about is just having some chemical imbalances, not a hundred percent knowing for sure, but knowing that you have a certain amount of anxiety, a certain amount of feeling down, a certain amount of things that have happened in your life cause a little bit of depression and thinking worst case scenario about things and being fearful about things before you've even done them or having anticipation, anxiety about things before stuff has even happened. And I think that I had a little bit of this growing up. I remember being in my bed as a teenager, like worrying about my grades a lot. I mean, I guess that sounds like a normal thing, but I do remember putting a lot of weight on my report card and being more nervous than I should be and thinking about my parents' expectations of me and thinking that they were bigger than they actually were. And I remember them once I would get my report card, it was never as bad. My parents were always understanding and knew I was working my hardest and doing my best, but it's just like this anticipation of something to come. Anyways, I feel like I had a little bit of it. And then obviously in 2013, my dad passed away and the amount of grief and the amount of anxiety and depression that sparked from that, I don't think I really grasped until this year, until I really had time to think about it. Like I knew I was dealing with it. I knew I was going through it. I knew I was upset. I knew I was grieving, but I don't think I realized how much it was affecting the other parts of my life and how much it was affecting, especially my relationship with Timmy and me just feeling like I was such a bummer all the time. And he didn't really want to be with that version of me. And he fell in love with a different version of me. And this is not exactly what he expected. And then the anxiety of him feeling that way took over and it made my insecurity get out of control. And then also with it being a pandemic and anxiety and stress being off the charts anyways, like I was just a ball of mess. This is like the mid quarantine. I felt like I was crying every single day. I didn't have a grasp on my routine. I didn't really have a purpose. Just not having a plan and really, really flailing, not eating appropriately, like doing things on paper I thought were good, like working out and yes, doing some meditating. Like I said, I love meditating, but it's not the cure for all. Like doing that for a little, but nothing was really changing my behavior and I, and too many fights were happening. And I was like, I have to do something about this. So I was in therapy and I started talking to my therapist and I was like, I think maybe I'm going crazy. Like I cannot control my emotions. Like I get so anxious about stuff and I cannot calm myself down. I don't have the tools. I don't know what to say to myself. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. He said, maybe it's time to like talk to a psychiatrist, have a open and honest conversation with her. Let her get to know you. Let her get to know a little bit how your mind works. 
I decided to go on fluoxetine. Fluoxetine is the generic for Prozac. She said that it was a safe one for me in case I did want to get pregnant, that it was something that she did think that I could get pregnant on and that it was something that would just level out my mood and that I didn't have to live like this. I didn't have to live with this stuff taking over my brain and not fully appreciating what I had right in front of me. It was like the grief was too thick. I couldn't see beyond this fog of grief. And it feels to me like the antidepressants lifted this fog of grief and I'm able to feel so much more alive and I'm able to like live life again through Sunny's eyes without thinking about just what I'm missing or what my dad's missing or what I don't have. So it has been a breath of fresh air for me. And I just wanted to normalize and have that conversation, not make it a huge deal, not make it like this huge proclamation and confession because it's not. But just to say that I'm taking it just like many of you and that things like... I wouldn't say that they're not always as they appear because the stuff that I put out there is really happening and all the good stuff and all the cute moments and all the pretty pictures, like that's all happening. But there's a lot else that's happening too. There's so many more moments beyond the camera make us tick and make us who we are. And it's so important to remember that. And while I do love to connect with you guys and I do love to share all of the lighthearted stuff. I know the power of expressing these things and how they can make people feel not so alone. And so I just want to continue to do that. So yeah, that's my spiel on that. So this is the first time I'm telling you guys about Nutrafol and I can't believe I just found out about it. It's a really, really, really awesome product. So if any of you guys are struggling with weakened or thinning hair, then know you're not alone. There's actually a solution you can trust to deliver results. I'm one of those people that's constantly shedding and like I'm always getting nervous if I'm losing, if it's stress and what I can be doing. And Nutrafol is something that has been so helpful because I don't want to shed all this hair and then be worried about it. And this is something that happens a lot as we start to age, just a natural part of aging. But basically, Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. It takes time, but you will begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in about three to six months. So for those of you who are skeptical or who want any more information, in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. And more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and use promo code WITHWIT and new customers will actually get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to Nutrafol, that's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use the promo code WITHWIT for 20% off your order. All right. Plus... 
you get free shipping, free shipping on every single order. No matter your stage in life, actually, Nutrafol has a solution. So it's ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, which is obviously likely at this time, dieting, overstyling, environmental toxins, and women's balance is actually formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. So it's especially helpful during this time. The next thing, I'm going to keep it a little lighter. (laughs) Um, It's just how good a French toast I make. Like I did not realize how good at breakfast I was. Like I started to realize it a little bit when I was making the egg and banana pancakes, but I really realized this year that I am like killer at French toast. I make it especially well with the challah from Bell Bakery, which is a wonderful bakery here in Studio City, but I just mix eggs whole milk, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit of salt all together. I heat up the pan to medium high heat. I put salted butter in generously. I soak the challah in the egg mixture and then I just cook it and I make sure to get a good golden brown on each side and then dust it with a little bit of syrup. And it's just like amazing. So I highly recommend challah French toast. Relating to a little bit more of the bullet point I had before the French toast, but that there's so much more context to everything that we don't know that we should never really take things at face value. To stop taking everything so personally and realizing that there's so much that happens behind closed doors in people's lives. There's maybe a reason for this mood or a reason why they said the thing that they said or a reason why they're running late or something that happened that day or like something that happened in their childhood. Like to stop taking everything so personally and to really, like I was saying before, listen to what the person is saying and realize that there's probably likely so much more context behind what they're saying and to really try to understand where they're coming from before you make it about yourself. I think it's like a lot of times our gut reaction to make so many things about ourselves. And whenever someone is complaining about something, like even when Timmy's complaining about something, I immediately make it about me and what I could be doing better or like like how I'm involved in what he's complaining about. And I'm like, it's nothing about me. Like just be there for him, you know, like just let him vent to you. Stop making it so about you. So I think that is a really important lesson that I've learned this year. Another one is to schedule in time for yourself. And I know this sounds simple, but there's so many times where I'm like, oh, this week I'll, I'll make sure that I do that thing for myself or I'll go to that place or I'll make sure that I work out or I'll make sure I go on a hike or I'll make sure that I like call this person. And then it comes down to the end of the day and I haven't actually done it because I didn't put it in my calendar and I wasn't making sure that I was doing it. So Timmy and I started this tradition where on Mondays, which is not like that revolutionary, but we're now starting to schedule in time for ourselves on Mondays. And it it requires us to do it together because whatever time one is spent doing something for themselves, the other one has to pick up some of the like sunny slack or work slack or whatever. So I would just say like coordinate a day to get together with your significant other if you're on your own to like put chunks of time in your calendar for yourself um, and actually stick to them and do them because I can't tell you the amount of times where I've also scheduled it and then I've just spent the time like watching a stupid TV show or looking at my phone and it's totally wasted time. So like really start to think about how you want to spend the time and get it done and do it. This time has really also forced me to slow down and be grateful for the things that I have as opposed for always wanting more. 
I think there is power in manifesting what you want and seeing those things and having goals and envisioning yourself having those things. I think it's important to to know those things and see those things and not just be working day in and day out for no apparent dream or goal or vision. But I do think that this year forces us to take a breath, appreciate what it is we do have, keep things in perspective and not be constantly on this rat race for more. And I think for me, it's about finding a balance to things because I found this year, a lot of the times when things have been a little bit quieter, I don't know what to do. I'm like, I'm going to put more stuff in my schedule and do more stuff and think of more projects. And I think it's really about utilizing that inspiration and honoring those things and doing those things, but also balancing it out with enjoying the things that you've worked for. For instance, I know this is silly, but like we have done a lot of construction on the outside, like this little cabana area where we can enjoy outside with like a hammock and whatever. And anyways, like instead of just being like, oh, what's our next project, which is so something that I would normally think I'm trying to really enjoy this project, enjoy things that are right in front of you. And yes, work hard. And yes, use this time as inspiration to learn new things and become, you know, the best version of yourself as you can be during this time, but also like sit with what you have and enjoy it. A big one that I learned this year was that I really do feel like I am meant to be a mom. And it feels so crazy to say that because you think that I would have figured that out by now. You guys all know the first year was very challenging for me as well as the pregnancy. And sometimes I really second guess myself and wondered, was I meant to do this? Do I want to do this again? Like, am I really going to be good at this? I don't know if I'm like finding the most enjoyment out of it especially like compared to other women I know that just like love it and it comes so naturally to them. So I just had all of these feelings and there's something that clicked this year. And I don't know whether it was because we were home more and I have become more connected to him or whether it's because he's gotten a little bit older and actually is forming a personality and is someone that I can talk to and connect with and and learn from. And I think it's probably a combination of those things, just being able to spend this FaceTime with him as well as him becoming an actual person. And I feel like I am so meant to be a mom. Love it so much. I feel like there's something in me that naturally just wants to ooze out. Like I just want to give him like the most love and care possible. And I don't want to smother him, but I want to like make sure that he's the most confident person possible. I don't want to give him any insecurities. I don't want him to question anything. Like, obviously I don't want him to have any issues. And I I know that's impossible. And I do want him to have to face certain things and have to realize that not everything comes easy and that struggle is a necessary part of life. But I have just found myself like really just connecting to wanting to like nourish him and be there for him. And it feels really good. And like wanting to connect with him and feeling what it feels like to connect with him. Like I can tell when something I've said or something I've done has like resonated with him or has made him feel closer to me. Like it's just something as a mom that you can feel. And it just really fills me up. And then 
it made me feel so good. And sometimes more than just event session, this can be a time for me to like actually feel some shine and like say things out loud is that I was at a bakery with Sunny this week and we were waiting for our hollas. <laughs> And he was wanting me to like pick him up to touch something and like run up and down the stairs and like had a lot of questions and, you know, obviously like normal three-year-old stuff when you're waiting for something. And we were leaving, we got our stuff and we were leaving. And she said to me, like, you're a really great mom. And I was like, oh my God, what? And she was like, you're just so attentive. I don't think you know how rare that is. And I was just like, oh my God. God, me? Like, I never really thought of myself as that. I don't really give myself credit for that. And I don't really see it. And I think it's important for us to take a step back, look at things more from like a macro level and realize like how much you actually do as a mom and to stop focusing on what you don't do. The next thing is about control. And this is like kind of a hard thing to grasp and continues to be a hard thing and something that I'm working on. But I think we all thought that we like had our lives under control. Like we knew what we were supposed to do every day when we woke up. Like we had a schedule, we had a routine, like we had goals, we had plans, you know, everything was like scheduled out. And all of a sudden, obviously the pandemic happened and like all that stuff just completely went away. And we realized that we didn't ever have this control that we thought that we once had. Things can be taken away at an instant. Realizing that we don't have control over everything and we need to stop searching for that. And we need to be a little bit more flexible and we need to look at every day as like an isolated day and handle things calmly. Like I said before, not be so reactionary. I think really trying to realize that there are more than one way to do things. And that if you put some thought behind something, when something you think happens, that's a travesty or so stressful, you don't know how you're going to handle it. Like, yes, give yourself that moment to freak out for a second, like scream, whatever you need to do, go on a walk, but realize that problem solving will kick in. It's human nature and we can rise from this. And these are the moments, these challenging moments that really make us who we are. And it's like, who do you want to be after this? Like, don't you want to look back at this time and be someone who took advantage of it and learned from it and became a more present, more fluid person. I mean, that's what I want to be. Like whenever I find myself kind of spiraling out of control, I kind of have to ground myself and be like, Whitney, who do you look up to and how would they react to this? Right? Like they may freak out at the beginning, but then they would likely put it into perspective and start to think about all the different options for how to react and look at a big picture. So I've talked to you guys a little bit about aura frames before, but if you're still struggling for a holiday present, something thoughtful, something that someone is actually going to use, something that really shows people that they mean something to you. There's a great thing called Aura Frames. So Aura Digital Frames are really beautifully designed Wi-Fi frames that connect people around the world. So whether it's your in-laws or your parents, grandparents, 
aunt and uncle, cousins, you can send endless photos straight from your phone directly to their frame. And then it shows up in their living room and it's beautifully framed and it never runs out of space. You can also invite your entire family to join. So even if you're scattered across the globe, you can stay connected. It's just, it's such a cute thing. We have one in our living room and it's so fun. It's so cute. I mean, it's a little bit distracting. Like while I'm watching TV, all of a sudden a cute picture of our family will come up and it'll remind me of something, but like, it's just so nice to be taken back. It's a little sense of nostalgia, especially at a time when nostalgia is like so important and nice to think about since we're just sitting and kind of doing the same thing every single day. But those of you who may be technologically challenged, they're super easy to set up. So even if you are sending to your grandparents, don't worry. You can even add photos ahead of time, like I was saying, and surprise someone special with personalized memories that will appear on the frame like magic. So if it's someone's birthday, you could send them like an album of all pictures from like their past birthday parties and just make them feel special. The pictures are all super high res and you can use their auto brightness adjusting display. So your photos are always looking their best with the holidays right around the corner. Like I was saying, what better way to show someone you care than giving them this gift of visual memories. For a limited time, Aura is offering you guys 15% off your purchase with code WITHWIT. Visit AuraFrames.com to learn more. AuraFrames.com and use promo code WITHWIT to get 15% off your purchase. And now back to our chat. The next thing is balancing the information coming in and how much access we have to information. I have talked about this a lot, but I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I love it because it's connected me to you guys and it's allowed me to really be myself and have people appreciate me for who I really am, which let's face it, like what else could you really want more in life? So it's so rewarding for me and it's created this really amazing community of really interesting people. And I feel like we've taken the stigma off of a lot of things and we've had a lot of important discussions and that a lot of these conversations we have have gotten people to next phases or next steps and allowed them to move forward and not be stuck or feel alone. And so I I love it. I love it. I love it. It's my job. Like I have to feel passionate about it in order to wake up every day and want to do it. But I also don't love that I feel like every moment of my life has to be captured, but it has to be captured in some sort of like Kodak moment, organic way, you know, that it's supposed to be like this like beautifully curated, edited lens of what your life looks like, but that also can't look too like that because then people think that you're too robotic and they want to see the real side of you. And so then when you show the real side of you, people are like, are they just really getting deep and being real because they're trying to like, like take advantage of our emotions, you know? So it's like this complicated relationship I have with social media and something that always didn't come naturally to me as well. I remember this idea of a muscle came in again, like Eva Chen, when I met with her one year in New York and she's, she works at Instagram. She talked about how, you know, posting is like building a muscle. Like the more you do it, the 
more natural it becomes. And obviously, the more you do it, the higher engagement, the more success, blah, blah, blah. So it's hard for me to like want to do that and to want to like advocate for being present and being in the moment, but then also feeling this need to like highlight what it is I'm doing at that moment so people can see and blah, blah, blah. Like it's just, it's, it's hard for me. I have to have healthy boundaries with social media and I have to be able to like take pictures when I want to take pictures because moments are cute. And I would want to do that regardless of if I was an influencer or not, I'd want to have these memories, but like, don't be posting right away. Don't be just like mindlessly scrolling, you know, like be present, like be aware when you're scrolling just to scroll. Being off your phone on the weekends or one day of the weekends, I think it's really important to set those kind of boundaries because it's also not so much about like the posting and being an influencer. It's also just about the influx of news and the influx of like depressing and poisonous and toxic information. And like, it's about finding the balance between it being informed and knowing what's going on and being informed enough to want to enact change and being like a active citizen, socially aware citizen. You know, you want to be all those things and you want to be educated, but there's a point when it becomes too much. And I think it can just affect, I mean, not I think, it can produce like a layer of fog over your life. Too much of knowing what other people are up to, too much of the news, too much of anything is just too much. This year has been consuming things and doing things in moderation. It's about setting the healthy boundaries with the things that are so extreme, like technology. This year was really crucial, like I was saying, for me to take care of myself and to make time for me and to put myself first when I didn't know I could without hurting somebody's feelings. So for instance, and I talked about this a little bit on my YouTube last week, but last weekend, my mom asked me to go on a walk. I didn't want to go on the walk. Like I felt exhausted. I felt run down. It was a weekend. I knew that if I didn't use this time on the weekend for myself, just to like be quiet, it would not serve me well. And I think like the old-ish me would have just done it because I would have felt too guilty and I wouldn't have wanted to hurt my mom's feelings, even though it's so not anything personal against my mom. It's just sometimes like you have to put yourself first. I, this time around, decided not to go and felt horrible. And my mom wrote me back and was like, Whitney, all I ever want you to do is to take care of yourself and to put yourself first brought me closer to my mom because I felt like we could really be honest with each other and not take things personally. And also just made me feel like I can say maybe no to more things. Because I know if someone came to me and was like, listen, I'm super stressed or like I've got a lot going on and we do a walk when I'm like more present, more able to enjoy the moment, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, of course. And I would never take it personally. Like putting yourself in other people's shoes and not being scared to to be yourself because it's likely that other people have been in that position. Also, what I learned about myself is that I can be flexible, but sometimes a lot of flexibility stresses me out a little bit. So it's important for me to have like some sort of routine, especially now, you know, before like there was meetings or running out to shoots or whatever there was and every day was different and you were sort of okay with that. But I feel like because 
I don't know. Every day is like kind of a different version of itself. It's important to have some sort of like routine and plan so that you can make the days different, but you can also stay really organized and not get distracted by like your kid being in the house, your husband or whatever. So what's been really useful for me is to like figure out a good work schedule for me during the week, like how I balance my personal versus professional time. So for me, that's keeping Mondays and Fridays pretty open, not scheduled. Like I still work, but I don't schedule calls or Zooms or anything that really needs to be done work-wise. I don't schedule it in. I leave that for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that really gives me like this padding of four days to feel like I've done enough for my family. I've done enough for myself and I've done enough for work. So I think it's really important to figure out your, your weeks and how you can structure them to work more for you because you have the freedom. now. A lot of people had to go sit at a desk all day and like it, they may have not been the most productive there, you know, and distracted. Now you have the opportunity to create an environment and a day for yourself that works for you. So whether that's taking breaks every half hour or, you know, listening to to music, lighting a candle, pacing around, like taking calls outside. Yes, it is stressful, but I think it's important to figure out how to make this work for you. Native is back in my life, you guys, and back in your guys' life too. Is guys is even a word? I don't know. But it's back because they are helping us bring this show to your eardrums and because we love them. Native, if you guys didn't know, is a deodorant. It's a very clean, eco-friendly, beautifully smelling deodorant. This year, I know we're all looking forward to a fresh start. I have yet to make my list of resolutions, but I plan on doing it this week. It's important that while we're thinking about these things, we are really thinking about our self-care and the things that we do on a daily basis that make us feel good and the things that we use on our body that make us feel good. So starting with self-care is a great place to begin like this new year, new you kind of feeling. They have new fresh scents. They are aluminum free. So super safe and clean for you. They care about what you put on your armpits. That's why their deodorants ingredients list include things that you've actually heard of and not things that you can't pronounce. Like they use coconut oil and shea butter, like real things. Another plus, none of their products are tested on animals and almost everything is vegan. So switching to Native from an antiperspirant doesn't mean you'll have to worry about that midday BO either. Native will have you walking around smelling like mm, coconut vanilla, citrus and herbal musk, or maybe even lavender and rose. You can choose from over 10 cents, including their classics and rotating seasonal, so you're guaranteed to find one you love. And they have over 16,000 five-star reviews and have been featured in shows like The Today Show, obviously for a reason. It actually works. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash withwit or use promo code withwit at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com, nativedo.com slash withwit or use promo code withwit at checkout for 20% off your first order. And now back to our conversation. The biggest thing for me has been learning or relearning and realizing how truly important communication really is and how 
being able to to vent of being able to be yourself is extremely important but being able to then put yourself aside and listen to other people is extremely important in living in close quarters with Timmy you know the person so well that I think you get in this habit where you don't even feel like you need to listen or you feel like you can finish their sentences. But I think it's really important to step outside of that. Try not to do that and to really, really listen and to like not put yourself in their shoes and hear where they're coming from because everybody is handling all the stuff so differently. And I think that with how crazy things are, the more that we can slow down and take a step back and listen to people and like stop letting our minds race, the better we are going to do. Like I really think slowing down is key. And I know that's hard at this time, especially like the holiday time feels like everybody's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And there's so many responsibilities and so much money to spend and so like so much stress. But I think like just continue to pr- stay present in those moments when you feel like you're about to blow to just like go outside, take some deep breaths, like chug a glass of water, um, drink a glass of tea, like do pigeon pose, whatever you need to do to like center yourself just to stay calm and to not be so reactionary. I think not being reactionary has been a big theme of the podcast. So anyways, I know how challenging this year has been. I mean, I I don't know exactly for each and every one of you, but think about it. And I thank you for allowing me to come into your home each week or your car, wherever you're listening to me. It's such an honor for me. I never thought that people would care this much about hearing me talk. And I just appreciate all of you guys so much. And I hope that this has been helpful in some way and forces you to slow down, not be so reactionary, try to be present celebrate your wins, celebrate what you're doing right. Don't only think about what you're grateful for, but think about all the cool things that you did yourself. Like don't be afraid to be your biggest cheerleader because confidence is really the key to so many things. And it's the key to like pushing fears away, releasing fears and allowing us to know like our fullest potential and to a healthier, happier, more calm 2021. Love you guys. Peace in the streets. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.